2: Oh my goodness Israel Alessania, I'm coming whoever the UFC needs me to beat I'm coming Prime time is on the roll Canada Uriah Hall
3: Welcome to UFC Unfiltered Please tell me that's on video I've never been happier I'm made
4: for a fucking podcast.
3: That's dangerous. <laughs> main, we're out of here. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, Matt and I both have background. This is a big day in the history this of this podcast. Huge we both, day, Jimmy. Matt, we both have backgrounds that are UFC approved. Yours is cooler than mine. Yours is just kind of black and it fades into the screen. I like yours better. Well, you know...
4: I like black, even though I'm wearing a white shirt. I usually wear black because it's thinning. Yep. It's one of my favorite colors. You know, I'm a little five-six Johnny Cash. I like it. Uriah. You Uriah, what song is this? I dare before Jimmy gets on, ready? I That's dare you time. to do hold on, Jimmy. I dare you to do something. I'm waiting on you again.
2: I, I know it. I just can't he tell you, it. but I know it. I, right, I listen to know it.
4: When, when we hang up, Uriah, and, and I don't usually start off. First of all, hello. Good to see you. I didn't yeah. say hello yet. But listen, I want you, as a cool-down yeah. song, listen to Post Malone circles. All by, the right, way, anyway. by the
3: way, Uriah, I have a great screen cap of your face while you were listening to Matt. Nice. Uh, there's a Because the screen froze up. And while you were singing, eh. He, no, he, no. He, was he was looking was away. He was almost in pain. He was almost, <laughs> almost in physical he, pain. He wouldn't do
2: that to me, Uriah. <laughs> <liked him very laughs> no, much. I would <laughs> Thank you, Uriah. That was really nice, out by the way. I'm in <laughs> Dallas, Texas, right now.
3: You're in Dallas? Oh, that's Texas. right. I forgot you were down in Dallas. How, how are you liking it there? How are you liking the, the scenery there from where you were?
2: Well, I tell you what. Uh, it took me a minute. You know, as an East Coast guy, uh, it's a little different out here. Everyone's packing. Oh shit. Sure. Um but it's a good thing because no one really think of the wild, wild west, but modern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh it's cool though, you know, everyone's really nice. Where you can't drive the- though, can't drive, can't drive, but they're nice. Oh Where shit.
3: Where are you living in the last time we saw you was early on in the pandemic, I think, and, and it was kind of everything down there was kind of uh closed up and I'm sure life has changed a lot since you've been down there in the six months you've been there, right?
2: Wow I, where do I even start man uh it, it's been it's been rocky, but like the genius thing that i haven 't done is i haven't given up because yeah. despite the whole pandemic, despite what 's going on and of course everyone's going through their own little story their own little battle some people are like using this as an opportunity to sit down their demons like me. I did that and work on themselves some people are distracting themselves i 'm just going with the flow i mean unfortunately, there's some events that didn't happen but you looking back now it's like okay I, it built me more time to prepare for possibly one of the best fights of my life yeah
4: and what do you think about fighting like anderson silver like now i mean is it is it are you i know he's one of, is he one of the guys you like watch coming up but i'm yeah say,
2: he was definitely one assume. of those guys no no, no. Yeah. i was telling my buddy the other day that uh, seven or eight years ago i was on my friend's rooftop in manhattan watching him i think he was fighting chael and i was like man i would love to you know, train with that guy. I was saying train with that guy. I didn't say fight that guy. And of course, as time went on, I was like, all right, you know, be a good opportunity to, to go up against one of the greats. And plus, you know, they were comparing me to him. So that's true. And fast forward, the opportunity came and it didn't happen because three days prior, he had to have a gold bladder surgery.
1: Yeah. So
2: I was like, all right. And then I just kind of kept going and the universe somehow just kept connecting us. I would see, him in some of my videos, if I'm fighting, we had a moment where we saw each other. I think it was the night that he lost to Chris Widerman. I don't remember which one of the fights, but I was fighting, uh, who's that redheaded fella? Um, Ed Herman? No, no, no. Uh, I don't know if you thought and, and, Ed Herman. And, no, no. Sam and Silva. We're naming all and, the gingers. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not actual redhead, but like, he dyed oh. his hair red. Oh, my man.
4: Oh, you're thinking about Chris Lieben. Liebman. Chris oh, Liebman. Yes. Yes. yes.
2: Jesus. So yes, Anderson right. fought Chris Lieben on his first mm. fight in the UFC. I fought Liebman on his last fight. Oh, and I think shit. I remember fighting Chris Liebman. We saw each other backstage and Anderson kind of, he looked at me and he kind of went like this and he just went like this. And it was like a back and forth gesture. And I I, I knew what it meant. You know, it was more like believing in myself. And uh, it was a cool moment. And I just remember that being an awesome moment between us. So the universe always kept aligning us. It's going to happen. I have a ton of respect for the guy. I'm fortunate to be in this position. I'm happy about it. You know, he's my idol that became my rival. It's a great story. Ooh, it also sounds like a rap lyric.
3: Have <laughs> you had that already where you've had to fight guys? Like if you fight a guy like uh, who you don't know that well, you don't care about, but have you had to fight anybody who you've kind of felt this way about before?
2: No, I can't think of anybody. I mean, In my younger days in my career, you know, when you're younger, it's more of like, all right, who I gotta be to get to the top, who I gotta take out, I'm hungry. As you get a little older, you're like, ah, do I wanna fight this guy? Let me let's sit down and have breakfast or something, you know. It changes the whole percept. And for some guys, it's like, all right, I'm on my way out. Like, you know, Anderson is saying this could be his last fight. I'm sure he's on his way out mentally. He's accomplished so much. Yeah, he's done so much for the sport. He inspired so many generations. But no, I haven't been in that situation before. I mean, he's. Oh, listen. Obviously,
4: he's gonna always be dangerous. He's coming off a a, a two fight skid. Plus three. If you, the Derek he won Derek the beat. He beat Derek Brunson, but Jimmy thinks he lost the Brunson. I, th- I
3: think Brunson won that fight. I think that yeah. was. I thought Brunson won that fight.
4: But yet, he's still a. I mean, the word legend you can't throw around. But with him, right. obviously, it's in there. I mean, that's a, quite a feather in your cap. No matter <laughs> what age you get him. No matter what time you get this. He's guy.
2: a stud, man. He's 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 freaking Anderson Silva. It's like and you, how much do you
4: feel better? How better do you feel fighting a guy like Anderson Silva? And it's not that he doesn't know jujitsu or anything, but your last, fight, I'll tell you, I was worried about you. And only because <laughs> that, that, that shoe face Antonio Carlos, Jr. Jimmy, he's quite, and he hangs out with Dean Thomas. The guy is a very good jujitsu practitioner. And, I was worried for you. I'm going to be honest. I was worried for you, Raya. <laughs> for you. you man. I worried. But you, dude, I'm telling you, you came such a long way. If anybody thinks they're just going to take you down and smoke you like a doobie, they're oh, fucking
2: no. nuts. That's not happening.
4: It's not happening. Now, listen,
2: I, I'm not the best grappler in the world. I know my shit. I know you enough. Your <laughs> You're not the worst and, you know, either, buddy. I go up against anybody. But for me, it's more of that acceptance to grow. I don't look at it as like, fuck, let me not. You know, I learned from every situation. I'll bring something up right now that a lot of people don't know. When I fought Chris Weidman years ago, I had a fear for wrestling, but I never had a fear for wrestling going into that fight. I was fine. I, I didn't care because my mentality was like, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter who you are. I was, I'm, I'm going to beat you. Yeah. And I carried that for like four fights. And I remember this asshole that worked for the organization that I trained in, he kept saying, this guy's a great wrestler. This guy's a great wrestler. I was like, I don't care. Because as a yeah. fighter, you know, your mind is very important. So yeah. he kept saying it. And then one day, somehow, it got in my mind. I was like, what if I get taken down? And I think that's when the fear started. And I started to be afraid of wrestlers. Like, oh, man, that means I can't fight at my best because you're going to take me down. Yeah. And I remember being in that fight saying, shit, I hope I don't get taken down rather than focus on my attributes, which is my striking. And I remember I got taken down the first time when I popped. I was like, oh, it's not that bad. And then of course I was in that limbo state of still worrying about the wrestling and I got clipped and it happened. And then right after that, I went into training to say, I will never feel like that again. And I must have went, I remember to so many wrestling gyms just to make sure I get that fear out of my head. So it's always a growing experience, a learning experience. I, I can't take anything away from my journey because that's the best part about this.
4: Especially you've been on the floor in bad positions with guys that you got out and, and won the fight. Mm. Uh, whether it's in, and, and, uh, I like saying shoe face. This is quicker. And I like the Gay guard that dude was shoe tough. Face, Greg Omosassi, I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. I mean, that's another guy very worried. I mean, because that guy, so he blends it together. He got you He's down so pretty strong. early. Yeah. And the way you got out and you were calm that 's the difference you weren't desperate to get up. you were playing yeah. a little of the game down there enough to, to allow yourself to get back up at the right time
2: so that's, that's what something it's all that, about, yeah. yeah you got to be it calm, had to develop
4: man. over time i'd imagine
2: oh absolutely. I just got to a place where I had to be comfortable
3: with the uncomfortable you know if i 'm comfortable with the uncomfortable i 'm good your your mind you've talked a lot about your your head and how it can affect you and fear. Like You talk about that more than most fighters. I'm sure everybody relates to it. I'm sure everybody has that, but you just you, you seem pretty comfortable being open about it, which is nice. You know, it, It's good to hear coming from a guy um, that you just kept doing it until you weren't afraid of it anymore, but you had to right. make yourself not afraid by going to those wrestling gyms.
2: Oh, absolutely. I, if there's anything that I've learned from this entire journey, from the experience, from being a martial artist, an athlete, or whatever you want to call it, is I, fighting reveals who you really are. And everyone in this sport, the best way I can pronounce it is we're all lions in a field filled with other lions, and we're chasing the gazelle. The gazelle is the belt, and there's a lot of of opportunities that come with that belt, whether it's fame, fortune, lots of opportunities, and we're all doing that. Right now, I'm at a stage in my life where, you know what, what have I dedicated myself to, and how do I walk away from this feeling good about me? At some point in my career, I've allowed fear, negativity, and opinion of others to become my reality, and... Everyone has their own story. I can't look back and say, coulda, woulda, shoulda. I have to take from that. And, yeah, I feel comfortable talking about it because no one else is doing it. And it's the real part of the sport because no one else sees it. I mean, obviously, if you talk about the whole BS selling fights, yeah, that's more spectacular. If I go out there and I start talking about saving the world, shut the fuck up, bro. No one cares about that. (laughs) But, you know, we care more about the excitement of the fight. What's going to sell? Take Kobe Covington. Do I even have to explain that? You know? So it sells the fight. It's what people want to see. They don't care about my personal life. It's not for them to care about. I don't owe it to them. But at the end of the day, I owe it to myself to be myself. It's all I have. Hey, I could picture Uriah
4: pulling off a knockout the way Joaquin Buckley did last night. Did you see that fucking thing?
2: Not only did I see it, but everybody and their mom was tagging me. Everybody was like, yo. Man. What's up with this kick, son? I'm like, yo, good job for the dude. Let him get some fame, you know? I mean, <laughs> I'm not mad at it. They were like, yo, I think it's better than yours. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that player. I can do that kick too. Yeah, that's but-
3: what I'm saying. Very rarely you see that. Like, the way he caught the kick was almost a little bit awkward too. Didn't, was, didn't he catch the kick kind of weird? And he, and he was kind of holding it. It seemed mm-hmm. like a very difficult way that he actually caught the kick.
2: Well, when you, when you catch a kick like that, you're supposed to swoop it. You don't hold on to the leg. If you're going to hold on to the leg, and wrestlers know this, they catch the kick like that, they swoop it, and they take you down. He just stood there like a sore thumb, and homeboy was like, oh, perfect, no moving target. And I really love that about Joaquin,
4: the way he did that. Because, listen, he came off of taking a short-notice fight against, mm. against Kevin Holland, the very talented mm. – we like Kevin a lot. Yeah. And uh, he came up a little short, and but he was out there throwing, but he ended up losing – he came he said, look, man, I had, took that fight on short notice. I had to jump on it, but I really didn't have a, like a game plan. It was like a mm-hmm. short notice type of thing. So this time he said he came when he was in there more prepared. And I was so happy. You know what I really like? If you look on, I don't know what where it was on Instagram, but you see Dana going to give him the thing. And he's, he's sitting there. And he's like, oh, Dana, stop. I'm going to cry. He's like, he was just so, <laughs> it made me so happy. It was really <laughs> a, a very nice, warm moment because he yeah. was. you felt how happy this kid was. And Good that's him, the man. perfect example for someone who's coming into the game. We were talking about this earlier with guys who are not taking their first loss or a loss the right way. Say right. O'Malley or or Costa the way he handled yeah. his loss, calling for mm-hmm. a rematch right away, and now he's mad type of shit. You gotta listen. The <laughs> best thing you do, <laughs> Uriah, is take it out on the next guy. That's and now it. you got the mic. And now when you get the mic, it holds more weight when you're yep. saying, "Let me get back at that guy." Corey yep. Sanhagen did it the right way, also. Wait, what, I'm,
2: what I'm more impressed about is his opponent. Did you see what he said about, hey, man, I, I'm honored to share the stage with you, and you got me. I'll, I'll be back, but congratulations. I mean, that couldn't have been any more classic. Yeah. But you don't – these younger guys. Like, I, I can't get – because O'Malley,
4: who I – I do like O'Malley. I like Sean O'Malley, and I, and I think there should be hype. He's, he's taking guys out, but he lost to Cheeto Vera, Marlon Cheeto Vera, who's a real dude. Oh, straight he's, up good, gangster. he's he, Straight uh, he's up gangster. And he's not a guy that he, he walks that fucking walk. Yeah. You talk that shit, he'll be like, all right. And he'll all just right, come on. Good. Exactly. Good.
2: So good. how come do on. you hate on a guy like
4: that? It's not like you're losing to a fucking asshole. It's not like you're losing like <laughs> fucking Frank Trigg trigger somebody. You
2: know what well, I mean? You know, he's on top. You know, Sean's on top and he wants to keep that spot. And it wasn't expected. It's like when it beat guard him and his whole country couldn't it was like, wait, that wasn't supposed to happen, you yeah. know? So It happened. So you got to live with the shock. You know, let it bottle up inside you and mold you the way it's supposed to. Cheeto's a badass. People forget that. And everyone, again, has their own story. Sean O'Malley had his own story to get to where he did. Cheeto had to maybe work a little differently, probably a little harder to gain that success. And he took that away from him. So, yeah, he's pissed off about it.
4: I don't blame him, man. Like, I read some of these things the kid's saying, you know, O'Malley. And he's like, oh, it's been a great year. Three fights three finishes. It's been a great year. He doesn't even like acknowledge the fight. It's so disrespectful. And it's not good. And listen, it's not good karma. I don't think it's It's good karma. Don't fuck. What are you doing?
3: when, 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 when Ronda lost, Didn't she leave the K? Like sometimes when people have so much invested in being undefeated and they lose, it fucks them up in a really weird way. And and it just you know it's harder to rebuild. I think that whole if you have 11 fights that you've won and you get to rebuild that that invincibility after 11 fights, I think that's probably harder than somebody who loses their third fight it's,
2: it's, it's a weird, bitter balance. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, like you look at people who are undefeated, it's like, okay, I got to keep this momentum going. And when that shock happens, it's like, fuck, how do I recover? But they forget that life goes on. I was one of those guys. I was undefeated. And then when I lost and I lost and I lost and I lost again, it was like, fuck, should I be doing this? Of course you're going to question yourself. And I think when you go out there with that mindset, that small little error causes that opening for you to get catch again. But It's a learning process. I'm glad all these things happened to me. I mean, I look back at my story and I'm like, what if I didn't lose to Kelvin? What if this didn't happen? I can't take anything away from it. I'm exactly where I need to be. I feel like I'm with the best team in the world. I'm surrounded by great athletes and I'm still working for probably one of the best organizations, so just go with the flow.
4: You can't look at the, oh, if I only, especially in a game like this. Yeah. I I bring it up sometimes because it still stings. Because I, I, I was fresh off of Abu Dhabi. I had a good showing. I had my debut in a UFC versus Shoney Carter. I put on a clinic. I got caught with a back fist with like 10 seconds left. Longo, my coach, Longo, always knows how to say the right things. Yeah, He goes, oh, man. If, the, if you only didn't get hit with that back fist after Abu Dhabi, they would have built a fucking <laughs> statue of you in Longo. I go, really, Longo? Thank you. You know, I got fucking stopped. <laughs> yes. <laughs> First time ever spinning back fist in the UFC. So listen, oh thank you, Longo. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's See, that's something. On, that's a lesson for the coaches out there what not to say. It
2: yeah. Fucking Fucking ruined me. But, but but you know what? And and I'm, I'm I'm getting older. And like someone called me a veteran. I'm like, yo, easy champ. Don't. don't Put it's that funny, V word man. in there yet? Feels weird, though. No? Yeah, it feels weird. But you're thinking differently. You know, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm not thinking I'm gonna kill you. I'm thinking, all right, how do I beat you up and not get hurt doing it? You know. Yeah. So you get older in the sport, man. That's constantly evolving. You. You got to evolve with it, or else you're done. It's true, Jimmy. You gotta
3: yeah.
4: evolve With it. True words were never said.
3: <laughs> yeah. What did What did what, what did you think when Costa, after he said, you know, he signed a contract like Matt? You were saying. I think a part of that was also just what uh, Adesanya did to him after the fight, which was like th- that hump. Uh, I think when he saw that video, he just kind of, uh, Yeah. I think that was what he couldn't really handle. I
2: mean, if you're a bully talking all that smack, you got to be able to take the repercussion. Okay. What happened with all the shit you were saying? All of a sudden, now someone does it to you. It's a problem. Like, take it, bro. You were giving it. Take it. Just yeah, fuck up and take fuck it, yeah.
4: Uriano's—he threw yeah. a white belt at him.
2: He threw a white belt
4: at him at the weigh-ins.
2: Yeah, like at come at
4: the weigh-in, like, you threw a white I'm belt. Of course, I'm gonna help you. I would have. So the guy you gives a little, little fucking oh, boom. I
2: would have helped you with <laughs> no lube. Like get out of here. <laughs> 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 you would have made it a really, You would have made it a real experience. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a morning deep penetration. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm with Team Izzy on that. Yeah, <laughs> you can't be talking on. Th- and then you act like a big badass. You're staring at the. You charge everybody.
2: Yeah, it's, go a, Romero, mind game. Everybody. it's a mind game. Everybody, and now it's you're staring at him. He's yeah. staring
4: at him. And now he saw the. He saw the fight after. He saw him do that gesture, And now he's mad. Now,
2: what are he's he's you mad. talking about? Now he's yeah. mad. Okay, buddy. Okay, props Izzy, man. I mean, yes, I, I, I fought Acosta with no game plan, and because I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, let me go out there and figure it out. And, you know, I'm not going to make any uh, excuses. And whether I was hurt or not, he got me. And GSP yeah. said it the best. There's no best fight in the world. You're the best fighter of that time, at that particular moment, at that night. And that shit happened. So how do I learn from it as an athlete to better myself? I look at my mistakes, round it up, get better. I would love to fight Costa again. I know I could beat his ass if I get the chance again because I feel a lot better. You know, I'm not letting the whole easy on steroids. Fuck all that. They're going to need all that shit to beat me. Where I am right now... Probably don't want to fight me
3: either. I, I think that, that if I remember correctly, that first round, you were, you got a great first round too. So you definitely oh, got him to death. Yeah, I, I was jabbing him to death.
2: Yeah. I, I exposed him. But I know what Izzy's doing, man. Izzy's taking all the fights that uh, he knows he can win. Notice how he's lining everybody up. Who's he want to fight now? Um, J- J- Jared? Is it Jared?
3: Jared Cannonier is Johnny fighting yeah, yeah, Winneker, yeah. the winner I, of that.
2: Yep. I know why he took that Yoel fight. I see the opening too. I, I see all that shit. I am so motivated to fight Izzy. I, I've been waiting for someone like this to bring some excitement because I'm honest, I was bored. You know, it went to politics and just games and all this shit, but someone like that excites me because I know how to fight him. It's just playing the game, defeating this bullshit rank, ranking system and just getting where I need to be.
4: Hey, man, taking out Anderson Silva, I'm saying, just taking out Anderson Silva is a yeah. great step in that yeah, direction. i taking it out everybody. I'll tell you right now. I don't know how many fights. It Again, a lot of times it's on your last performance. So hopefully everything goes fucking phenomenal for you. Because I would really not just because I'm friends with you. I would. I think you and Izzy that, that just looks like a fucking video game to me. That yeah. looks like something that I want to be there live for. And <laughs> I, that, I don't ask Dana for a lot, but I'll cash in on that one. Like, Yo, come on, Dana. <laughs> Please, somebody extra Please. security on that one. Get Play me in that master. building <laughs> That would be beautiful Well
3: good luck yeah. against Anderson man This is a huge fight I'm really happy for you I'm happy that this is finally happening It's a f- almost four years I guess in, in the making But I'm really happy for you And uh, you've had a couple of big fights drop out By no fault of your own So uh, obviously you know we're pulling for you well, Hopefully he shows Halloween. up man It's, on it's on Halloween. Halloween
2: too Hopefully we can do like stare downs With like costumes and stuff That's like that something? Yeah. I'm so down for that
4: Hey, and if you got time to kill, I'm gonna do a movie minute later. But I watched that new Adam Sandler whoobie Halloween." You could do worse than watch that. That was fun. Uh, what movie? Whoopi uh, Halloween. Hubie? Ubi Halloween. Whoopi Whoopi a whoobie? What's his name? It's a new Adam Sandler movie on Netflix.
2: I gotta oh, it's it fun. It's a fun movie. Ubi. Is it a family flick? I gotta have a wife. Well, do kids.
4: you like you you know, you know what it is with Adam Sandler? He has the type of stuff that you could watch. Even that the kids could watch, but he's fucking funny. He's always yelling. Did you shit. see the it's one? It's like with a typical Adam, the... Adam
2: Sandler movie, but not Jack and Jill. One... Oh yeah, yeah no. All... Oh god! Oh god! Oh, that was horrible. Oh, Al Pacino's god. in it, yelling about oh, fucking plenty the death to the sister. That. Yeah. Oh, and he looks terrible as a woman. Next topic. But <laughs> yes. Did well, you well, see not the, the Jimmy one with Jimmy, him with the <laughs> Jimmy L- liked it. <laughs> Jimmy liked it, but that's the only thing Jimmy liked about it. Jimmy would argue with you about seller. <laughs> uh, I think he did the, the thing where he was selling um, diamonds. <laughs> he found a diamond in Africa. I yeah, that was the name of that um, movie.
3: Uh, uncut Gems.
2: Was he being a serious? Uncut in Gems. It? Yeah. Oh, no, you got to watch it, man. I don't I want him being serious.
3: Of, it was a drama. It was I mean, very good. But I like it, when it, he's
2: like, do," And by that
4: kind of shit, he stupid words. I like that. <laughs> but I'm yeah, a simple man. You, I don't best want to see him fucking looking to get a fucking Emmy or something. I want him being stupid. That's what I'm all this right. You're Yeah, you're right, man. All our best. You know we're with you. You yes. know we love you. I love you guys. Come on, man. take I out this legend guys.
3: We'll talk. You, right, guys you so good much. fight. Good luck, man. Have a good fight. Thanks, guys. Take care, right, buddy. Val, take care. Life can be a battle. Whoever you are, we're all fighting for something. O2 Industries is here to protect fighters like you. That's why they created TR2, the ultimate military grade respirator. It battles airborne particles so you can fight for honor, not for air. Developed with Tier 1 operators, this respirator is eyewear compatible and fits a wide range of facial profiles. It's even approved by elite fighters like George St. Pierre. TR2 launches on October 20th. Available for fighters like you. Check out its bold design and pre-order yours at protectthefighter.com. O2 Industries, proud to fight with the UFC. This episode of UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by P3, the official protein snack of the UFC. P3 portable protein packs are a savory and crunchy combination of three dynamic sources of protein from meat, cheese, and nuts. Each P3 pack contains up to 13 grams of protein, and they come in great-tasting combinations like turkey, almond, and Colby Jack. P3, three dynamic ways to fuel your day with protein-packed meat, cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one. Oh shit! Yes. What
0: up,
4: Jason Brillo? What's up, fellas? Looks How like you are you man? are you working a corner as we speak. What are you doing? What are you looking at?
5: I'm just I'm just grabbing some coffee here.
4: Oh, hey, it. listen, I salute. Raise up your coffee cup.
5: Oh Jesus! I'm gonna this say, is a, hey, a, this ah, you're the spice,
4: Jason. This is very important, Jason. Cup. Hold on, show me that cup again, really quick. Is that it? Okay, it's a tall cup. I thought it was an espresso cup.
5: Well, you know, I did. They spoil us over at Ruka with proper coffee. How yeah, you doing, bud? It looks good. Where are you now, Jay? I'm at RUCA. This is a Ruka facility. I'm at the RUCA. Oh, you know what RUCA is? Uh, R V C A. That's where my gym is. You know? So here, here's the headquarters at Ruka. You got all this art and shit. Oh, it's, where art. is it located? This is in uh, Costa Mesa, California. You know who Cartoon is? Who is that? He's a, he's a, he's a well-known tar- tattoo artist. Um, oh, and he, and he did a
4: clown with wings. Like an angel clown.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. That's
4: Jay, has as the as the uh, the coronavirus and all this bullshit go. affect yeah. business over there?
5: Yeah, we well, it, it has. You know, it, it it it's affected. It uh, it affects. my gym here. Oh, look this is nice man. That's well, not bad, huh?
4: It's really, and um, I, I like that. It's very spacious, like a big warehouse.
5: Yeah, well, that's what it is. it's a private gym. I mean, it, it, it's it's a private gym as well. So it's not like you don't need uh, that much space. We got a lot of space though. So.
3: You're so fancy.
5: I know. I know. I'm spoiled.
3: Are you guys allowed to be open now? Like, like, or, or is it just, you said business is suffering is because they're making you stay closed or people just scared to come train?
5: Well, yeah. Well, again, was the private. I'm I'm only training fighters right now. I'm, um, you know, there's not, there's that. so fortunately I've had a few fights, um, since this pandemic, I've had Cheeto Vera fight a couple of times and McKenzie Dern, but, um, so there's been a little bit of money, but yeah, but the, like the whole warehouse, everything is just real slow around here. Everybody just kind of, everybody just cautious the way they're they're running their businesses, you know, just like everywhere, I think. I mean, there's, I mean, obviously all the restaurants got everybody in the streets and stuff, but like here particularly, there's a lot of the employees for the RUCA staff at the Ruka headquarters back where we were, where I was just at, they all um they all are allowed to work at home. So you got a choice. They, they got a choice whether they want to come into the office or if they want to do it from home. So well, yeah, of course. I think everybody's affected by this whole thing. You're doing those fucking Zoom classes? No, I was thinking about doing it, though. I really was thinking about. Could, doing it. I mean, it's different, Jay. The with the
4: striking, with the striking, I think it's got to be easier than the fucking jujitsu with that.
5: Oh, for sure, 100%. no, hundred percent. I, 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 and I think I, I think I actually could do fairly well at that. That's something that I think that I could. You know, I just did a, I just filmed a thing for that dynamic striking thing. I don't know if you see the. What was it BJJ fanatics you know BJJ fanatics
4: yes yes they're, they're very popular with the jujitsu videos and whatnot
5: right well they're also doing striking videos as well Ooh. so they're, they're they've been they've been hitting a lot of guys I know uh I think um there's been a handful of guys that that have done them but um so you're doing an instructional Jay what is it I just did one with them yeah oh I I, I did one I, I think they could do multiple ones I did a really 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 basic one just I mean just pretty much how to stand up That's you good. know what I mean because at the end of the day you gotta start somewhere. You know, I, I see a lot of people on there doing a lot of lot of doc, a lot of instructionals, but you're kinda all over the board. You know, I guess yeah. if you're looking if you're looking to learn to how to do a fly knee, that's you know, you can you can buy the fly knee one, but yeah. sometimes some people don't even know how to stand up, right?
3: <laughs> a flying knee is probably less likely to help you, like on the subway. You know, probably standing properly and throwing a punch is what, what you're more likely to need than throwing a flying knee. So you're, you're training non-fighters or fighters with this with this video?
5: I'm looking to – I'm hoping they, they market it to the non-fighters. Right. You know what I mean? Because, I mean – not many fighters are going out and buying videos. I mean, maybe they are. And if they are, they got, they got their own, they got some issues. I don't know how long their career is going to be. If they to go video. Yeah,
4: but it's great though, man. It's great that you're like, like guys that you train the top of the top, you know, the, the cream of the crop, the guys that are the best fighters on the planet, the people that you work with, uh, how many champions you've had in the past, whether it's BJ Penn, Michael Bisping, shit. Uh, and now your average eds or your you know like guys like jimmy could get the fundamentals yeah. from a fucking
5: no that's exactly right and you know you know as, as well as you know how many people are in, intimidated to walk into a boxing gym or yeah. a jiu jitsu uh, academy or anything you know what i mean it's like but they want to learn you know some guys don't want to you know some people don't want to put themselves out there they're introverted you know they're they're that's not true. they don't have the personality to go out and and they don't want to mingle or socialize with other people and be around it. But at home if they can get on the if they can get on the internet and just kind of sit in their garage and kind of work some basic fundamentals. Yeah. So God bless. you know?
3: And it's funny I noticed this too just just from the, the little bit of training I did with Jimmy Rivera is that nobody in a gym like that is a dick to the new guy. Like everybody kind of understands what it's like to start. So it's different than being in a regular up. gym. Like when you go to a regular gym and you feel like there's guys just lifting weights but when it comes to fighting it seems like those guys really have no no uh problem with a guy who's like day one. Uh you, never not at all just from those guys.
5: Well, because every everybody's everybody's had day one. Everybody's been, you know, had that, that that nervous day one, you know. I mean, I mean some of us did it when we were little kids, so we don't really remember them, I guess. But at the end of the day, you know, yeah, sure. You're right though. People aren't dicks to the new guy. They really are. But doesn't mean that it doesn't mean a guy's still gonna muster up the courage to walk into a gym. Right. You know, so, and, and some guys just never going to do it, but it doesn't mean they don't still want to learn how to sit at home and learn how to throw a punch.
2: Yeah,
4: absolutely. You know, Jimmy, um, for people that don't know, they see Jason in the corner and whatnot. I think, uh, it's not always, but a lot of the times I think it really benefits to have a guy that was actually in there himself that knows what it's like when you're tired and you got to roll with punches and get through going to the next round when you're exhausted and you're cut and, Jason's been in there. Jason was a, a professional boxer. Jay, and then, and then did you have an eye injury? I'm, refresh am my memory. Yeah.
5: yeah. I, I, I have, I have nerve damage in my left eye. I got, it, 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 it'll float on you maybe, but um, yeah, I got, I got, I see, I got double vision in my left eye. I'm good right here, but if I tilt up right here, I got, I got, I got two of you here. I got the phone here and the phone right here. So.
3: And but what it, is that it, from? Was that from, from fighting or did part. you burn it outside? That you
5: did. Yeah. Well, it, it started off and it did, it happened. It was accumulation of punches and damages, but it started off. It happened in sparring, actually. Ah, I was shoot. sparring with Fernando Vargas many years. I don't know if you guys remember Fernando Vargas. But yes, he was a boxer years ago, and I and, and I got a little bit of eye da- damage sparring with him. But then I was down in um in LA, and I was sparring a middleweight, and he hit me with a right hand, and uh, I mean it was. It, it detached my retina. I mean, like immediately. I, I my my I went completely double vision in my left eye. And then, uh, was I it painful up... or just just? No, I, I, a little painful. I mean, yeah, a little bit. But it was. It was just. It, was, it, it It's. I mean, again, it still affects me today. I mean, every day I do when I shave, when I eat, when I got the the worst is changing lanes. You know, when I got uh-huh. changed lanes. You know what I mean? Because I got got to completely look over my shoulder, like look directly back because otherwise I'm fucked. But oh,
1: wow.
5: anyways, neither here nor there. I, 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 That's why I stopped boxing. And I also, I actually was going to, I, I never really talked about my eye because I was going to actually, because I, I, I probably could have, I mean, I could have probably got a license and still box, you know, but the, the the, the doctor and the surgeon that fixed the eye said, you know, there's a great chance of me going completely double vision if I continue to do it, you know, and then I ended up, but I still was going to, I tried out for the, the TV show, The Contender, years ago. You see my hand? Oh. Here, I only got half. You know, I only got. I don't got full mobility in this left hand. I got nerve damage all through my arm. How did that got, happen? I got, a, I got some. I had about four or five bouncers do a tap dance on me in a nightclub out here.
3: Man. Oh. Now, was Shit. it. Did you start it or did they? Was it one no, of those?
5: I, I, I didn't start. I, I I mean, this is a such a long fucking story. I would I would tell you guys, but I mean, we'd be we'd be here for fucking yeah. twenty years just talking about the story alone. But no, I I didn't. I, I did have some problems with some guys. You know, this is many years. I was in my twenties. This is yeah. many years You're ago. Yeah, I was a kid. And um, so, anyways, they I, they got the best of me. I got I got I got I got nice and beat up. Ended up in a huge lawsuit over it as well. But um, I got really? a little bit of money, but, but you never you never really get any money out of those situations. The lawyers get a lot of money, and you end yep. up spending everything you get anyways.
3: And also, when you when you hurt your eye, when you when your eye was damaged, did you know at that moment like I think my fighting career is over? Or did you did you hold out hope for a little while? Or what was the moment you realized? Like, I, I fought don't think with it. Fighting?
5: I fought <laughs> with it, but yeah, but I but I did yeah. But I, I, it, it it definitely t- it takes a lot of your confidence away. And you know, and and when I was I was so fucked, yeah. I was up and down when I was fighting, anyways. But, but yeah, I I, I knew that it, boxing is just—I mean, the ref I mean, it, it's just such a—you're in such close quarters, and in the, the 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 skill level of these guys are so high. You know what I mean? All your any deficiencies go to come into fucking play. You know what I mean? And you know it's tough to make it in boxing as a white guy as it is. You know what yeah. I mean? The look is one eye. <laughs>
4: now, do you feel like your dream at the time, like, oh, my dreams are just derailed, or? Do you go out? Ah, let me hold some pads. See how this works. I mean, I know you probably wanted to stay in the business. Well, I was
5: always holding pads. Ah. Like I was when I was fighting. Like I, I insisted my coach and I was, I was uh, Johnny Tapia's mitt man for his fifth oh. world title oh. at Madison Square Garden. You know, Francois. Both. Um, I can say I got. I've I worked the corner of some some world some boxing world champions when I was boxing myself. But I was always good on the I was always every all the guys liked the way I held the mitts you know what I mean so it kind of worked yeah. out that way you know so I, I was able to pay my bills training mm-hmm. people but also fighting but I don't I don't really recommend that to people and to fighters to be honest
4: hi was it a flight
5: no I did the light went out i Spencer. It's, oh. it's <laughs> um, but I don't recommend that though, because I'll be honest with you. It burns you. I mean, your ego as a fighter should be all about you and try to be, make you the best fighter you can be. Your ego as a coach should be trying to make them not your, it's not about you being a fighter. It's about making them the best fighter you can make them. Right. I They say it's kind of a so catch 22. And I, I don't know. For me, for me, when I look back at it, wasn't the best thing to do is training people and fighting at the same time. I don't know why, because I think I, I think for some reason I put more energy into the guys that I was helping out as wow. opposed to putting the energy into myself. You know what well, I mean?
4: Yeah, I mean, dude, you're putting your energy in the right places now because look at you lately, man. I was there, and we're, I want to get into that. We were hanging out with Cheeto Vera when you were uh, when he yeah. had the fight. <laughs> do you remember hanging out with me that night?
5: <laughs> 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 yes no or no, no of course I did we had a great time <laughs> we, we did have course.
4: a listen we might have been on quarantine and not going out but myself and Jason Prolo had a blast we made we it, a great yeah, time we made it a good time we <laughs> caught up because Jimmy the first time I hung out with Jason and how I got close with him we were in Australia right yeah we were in yes. Australia I think, uh, for, uh, right. yes I was there with Rage and Al you were there with Bisping Yep. and we were hanging out outside, and yep. I don't know. Yep. Somehow we grabbed some reefer, and
5: we yeah. started connecting.
4: We <laughs> yeah. connected. Well, we you're on the you streets know, of Australia.
5: <laughs> reefer tends to connect a lot of people, especially <laughs> in this true. room. <laughs> hey, it really listen is. to me.
4: I ba- I guarantee you don't remember this. Now you might. We uh, so last time, Jimmy, we were hanging out uh, in in Vegas, and you know he was with Marlon Cuevavar. Yes, and he was fighting. Uh, um, yeah. Sean O'Malley, which was a huge, yeah. huge, huge fight because there's a huge hype train behind uh, uh, O'Malley. Sean was under. I was hanging out. I was hanging out the day before with Jason. We were hanging <laughs> out right outside the doors a little bit. Then we went into the room, and then Cheeto came in. Cheeto Vera, and we're bullshitting. And now, and then Jason made cookies. Right, Actually, I mean, you didn't tell us you could bake.
5: You didn't I, tell mean, I, I, I made food all week, man. I, I cook every night of my life, man. I, I'm going to be a chef in my fifties. That's my Did goal. Did you hear that?
4: He's going to be a yeah. chef, Jimmy. You're learning to fight with the great Jimmy Rivera in, in your 50s, and he's going to be learning to be a chef. All right. That's it. I wanted to point that out for the audience.
3: I, I would rather already know how to fight and be learning to cook. I would rather be doing that than learning to fight when I'm 52. I would <laughs> much rather be with <laughs> that's, Jimmy.
4: That, that's, that, that's a fair point.
3: But, uh, Jimmy, so we were hanging out,
4: and, uh, and we were feeling good. We were relaxing, just relaxing, you know what I mean? Maybe had a little buzz on, bullshitting. So right in front of, of of uh Marlon Vera, who first of all, I feel like I got to know him a little bit that night, and there's things I I picked up from his from his energy, his aura. He's a very secure dude. He's a real dude. And the night before that fight, him and Jason were right here. They were they were in sync about what they were gonna look to accomplish the next day. I think that's fair to say, Jason. Even very in your Hey drunken stoned haze. You know, I could tell that you <laughs> so listen. So then Jason and he's funny, so he's breaking my balls. He goes, I don't know how he got into it. He goes, Oh, wait, so who, who did you pick to win the fight? Now he asked me. I don't know if you remember this, Jay. Yeah, I do. Because before the fight, I had O'Malley. Of course. Hey, listen, I'll eat some shit. I don't give a fuck. I love Cheeto. Cheetah. Vera. I mean, I thought, but before the fight, you know, hey, I don't know. Listen, I'm not a what am I, an expert? But listen, so Jimmy, <laughs> so he made it so awkward. And somehow yeah. I kind of like, I don't know if you remember, Jason, any of this. But I say he might Because he, he was asking me that, and then he handed I'm me a, a cookie. And asked, so then, yes. So, Jay, I was trying to like, I didn't want to, I couldn't say, I couldn't lie to you. You could just go listen to the episode. So I was like, ah, you know what's great. In this sport, when you get to prove people wrong, I kind of went that route and kind of asked for another cookie, and we got out of this. <laughs> <laughs> I changed the subject.
5: Well, that's why you, you do this, what you're doing now. You got the gift of gab. You know how to fucking talk your way around the fucking oh, shit, out- man. The room. Well, it, listen, it is I'm awkward, proud. though, when
3: you, when you, when you, because there's only two guys fighting, and like picking O'Malley wasn't crazy because he was undefeated. But then when you got to talk to the guy who's fighting, it's like, oh, you feel like I'm not picking against you. I just thought the other guy would, would I do well. Picking. It's embarrassing. I do. People,
5: too. people will call, Hey, who do you got? Okay. Tell us, who do you have? I don't, you're going to run into all these guys. I'm with you know you. I mean, it's like, and it, I mean, it's not that what do you, it's not like you're going to go, go fight these guys because you picked against them, but still it's like, I mean, everybody's got feelings now, don't they? <laughs> you know what I mean? Who wants to run around hurting people's feelings?
4: Hey man, listen, yeah. I'm with you. And when I used to fight, and again, like we talk about us in our twenties compared to now, I was a bit of a hothead and I was like, when people would pick against me, I would kind of take it personal. Oh, you I want to fight
5: him probably there when you saw I him. I would just see him, and they'd say, person. what's
4: up? I'd be like, oh, yeah, what's up, man? I'm going to get my ass kicked? Okay, get the fuck Yeah. Me. I would not even <laughs> want to talk to the guy. That's how I'd be. I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. You want fucking Ivan Medjel on to fucking put me to sleep? Go fuck yourself. I'd get <laughs> pissed off, you know? But, you know, I'm mature, Jimmy.
3: There's footage of Ali when he was a, It was a, a press conference for the Foreman fight, and uh even fight – uh writers back then boxing writers didn't want to admit because Ali said who's got George he started asking the fighter the uh the writers who had George and he's like come on be men admit it and then a few of them finally put their hair but even back then nobody wanted to admit if they picked against you because it's awkward it's just it's awkward when you pick against the guy and then you have to talk to him
5: sure is sure is especially if you pick against them and they end up winning as well then I mean, then the conversation's a little cleaner on that part though because the guy's The guy's happy that he fucking won, so he doesn't give a shit what you said, right?
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well.
4: Jay, let me ask you, how do you like, I don't, I'm not, and I like O'Malley too. I think he's a nice kid, but I'm not liking how he's handling this loss. It reminds me a little, not, not totally, but a little almost, of, uh, what's his name? Uh, the one who just lost, uh, uh, fucking Costa, uh, the Costa, the one who just lost to, uh, All his, right. it's almost like, they. it's one thing if your ego is like, look, I was undefeated and I, I have to have that undefeated mindset. But you can't be delusional. You cannot. You have to give credit where credit is due. doesn't wasn't talking this shit before the fight, and no. he, and, he, and he's a, and it's not like you lost to a guy that's going to be a bad winner. The guy's just a real fucking dude, like a hardworking guy. Came over from another country. He's got his family. It's not like you're losing to some fucking idiot. So for no, he's not a real give, deal. I I know that. So for him, for Mar- for for O'Malley. Just to kind of be like, ah, look at him. like Just to shit on him in a win. I think that has to do with age. And I think that has to do with the people around him have to go, listen, man, just grab him by the ear and be like, look, man, you know what the best thing to do? The fucking, you know what the best thing to do is. Right now is the time to be humble, buddy. Exactly. And then your next fight, look, the perfect guy, Corey Sanhagen. Look at him. Look what he just accomplished over the weekend with Marlon Vera. And... And look what happened to him with Aljo, and he did not talk shit afterwards. He waited until his time, and he's patiently waiting. It had to kill him. What happened with Aljo it had to kill him, but he patiently waited, and he trained, and he went in there with a killer, Marlon Marais. And look what he did! Look at look at what he did! It's like it's so great, and that's a perfect example for the younger guys to be like, "I right, look, you get you you don't have your night." Don't don't make a fool of yourself, man. Bite your fucking tongue as much as you can. Get back in there. And make an example of the next guy.
5: You're exactly right. Well, it's a bit – I mean, it, it it some people think they can beat bullshit the whole world now, don't they? They think that they're fucking and they're bullshit. I mean, it's unfortunate. Like I, I did see an interview where the kid was saying, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I, I I still consider myself twelve and oh. I still consider myself undefeated, or whatever the kid was saying, because I, I don't accept that as a loss. It's just It's mind-blowing, actually, and you're exactly right. It's who's around you. That's a huge thing. You you know, it's like Rocky Balboa said, right? You hang out with yo-yo people, you're a fucking yo-yo, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's
4: coming from a guy, Paul. That's coming from a guy whose best friend's fucking Paulie. What is Rocky talking about? (laughs) Rocky's hanging out with that jealous drunk that lost all his money. I know he's marrying his sister, but fuck, Rocky.
5: Yeah,
3: but he would—he would have like his sister. He, he was—he was, was stuck with Pauly. He didn't choose Pauly. He was stuck with him. I mean, what? after the turkey, after the turkey went out the window, you think you wouldn't hang out with him again? But yeah, when you're <laughs> fucking someone's sister, you got to kind of put up with their shenanigans.
1: <laughs> but do you,
3: do you think it is too? I, like, we, I'm fascinated with guys who lose their first fight. I always think it's much easier to get a loss out of the way, because some people, part of them being a fighter, seems to be their definition of themselves as undefeated or invincible. And then once they lose, and that is shattered, it's really hard for them to see themselves uh, as, as winning again. And some guys go on streaks that they don't recover from. Um, so I think it's almost advantageous to lose earlier and get it out of the way.
5: I, I, I'm, I agree with you. Get I, I, it right out of the fucking way. Even, and that's where, you know... That's what you always say to the guy. It's almost a blessing in disguise. You know, you get that all other the way. You get that mystique out of the way. You get all that bullshit out of the way. And now you can get grinding on what you got to do, you know. But, and, and, and like you were saying, Jim, I mean, it just depends on how you handle it, you know. But by the way, some of these guys are they're handling their first loss is like, well, this is not good. I don't know if this is going to work out for you in the long run because you can't handle it. You're having a hard time with this. You
4: got that guy Costa saying, hey, sign the contract. Let's. I'm like he's mad now. What the fuck are you talking about? You you're were just sitting there staring out. at him. Is yeah. he? It wasn't a competitive fight. No. Is he just yeah. totally did what he wanted with him? And now you're barking, saying to sign the contract. What, what the dude? Somebody grab that guy, fucking throw some acai in his face, wake him up.
3: I think because it was. I the don't humping. know what the
4: fuck is he thinking. Matt, I, I don't think, think the know what humping, he's
3: I think the humping is what got him. I think that's what. Yeah. What, what, that that I think is was, what got him. It was. It was the he felt like he lost. And he probably felt like, wow, he really, he took my, he humiliated me in a man way uh, after the, that's probably why he's so, he doesn't know what else to handle it. He doesn't yeah, know what man. else
4: hey, to dude, He threw a white belt in his face the day before. What do you want? What do you want? You threw a white belt in his face. What the fuck do you want? You're on all fours. You're down there. Yeah. I'm glad, I, by the way, I'm glad GSP didn't do that to me when I was on all
3: fours. It, it'll be embarrassing.
4: That wouldn't have been
5: good. Hey, hey but anyway. who knocked out GSP. Who knocked out GSP? Yes. Yeah!
4: <laughs> Sorry, the espresso kicked in once you said that. Oh man, I but Jason
5: I Matt of that every time I see him. He hey, does. Champ. He does
4: actually. He brings that up a lot,
5: and that makes me so happy. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, thank you. Pass that shit, anyway. But Jay,
4: listen, man, you're in a fucking tear. Mackenzie Dern, holy shit, dude, that arm lock. I love watching her. I'm, you she know, too.
5: she's special, I love man. You with she with so that. much. Huh? Yeah, I know you do. She's special with that jujitsu, man. And
4: she's not. She's not. She's not scared standing up, though. She doesn't look like a scared jujitsu fighter. She's throwing.
5: She's a. She's a. She's a good at. Listen, she's gonna be in here about twenty minutes. But she's a. She is a. She is a fucking workhorse. And she's a talented girl, man. And she can I mean she can fight. She she can't fight right now there. She's she's got the mechanics of it. You know what I mean? She's got the understanding she's really a student of it. You know what I mean? She really loves she, she's really passionate about learning how to stand up and and, and and duke it out a little bit. That's not where we're gonna make her go to. You know what I mean? We're gonna obviously her her main or you know, everything's gonna always focus on getting her into her strong point, and that's the jujitsu game. But she really's got some I mean. You know I I think over the next couple fights I think I think her hands are going to come to come come to surface you know you're going to some people are going to see yeah. if the, some be some people are going to be shocked the way she's throwing punches it's kind of tough like this last fight you see how she she kind of bum rushed in there she was so excited she wanted to go in there and, yeah. and throw some bombs she fucking fell on her ass you know what I mean but that's inexperienced now isn't it
3: she was also oh, sorry. She was also someone – I think she was 7-0, and and then she lost, and then she comes back with two, uh, I think, first-round finishes. Like, she handled the loss really well. Like, you know what I mean? She, she was undefeated. She loses, and then she comes back with two first-round uh, finishes. I, and I, whatever it was that, that helped her, you, you think other people would do the same thing. How did she survive that and come back so strong?
5: She's got a – you know, I asked her, I said, how many competition – jiu-jitsu competitions that you competed in? And she said – God, I mean, about 1,000 probably. There, you, It's right there, Jim. That's how she – she's been competing since she was a little girl. Right. I mean, she's, she grappled against Gabby Garcia. I don't know if you guys know who <laughs> Gabby Garcia is, but Gabby Garcia is 250 pounds. Jason, when you're watching
4: the sparring, are you strictly – because I know sometimes we have to break it up like we do with us. Like, all right, now it's just going to be boxing, just going to be kickboxing. All right, now, this, now we're going to do the fight, feet to the floor. Are you are you coaching just the striking or are you coaching when it hits the floor
5: when it hits the floor all and if we got a, if we got their grappling guy in the gym or whatever I always kind of let them kind of take that take, you know let let them I've been doing it long enough to where I kind of know it's not like it's I get to know my athlete so I know where he or she likes to go and what she likes gotcha. to do or he likes to, you know what I mean so yeah. as as I get to know my athlete I can still talk to him wherever they're at in the cage you know what I mean but now, if we got jiu jujitsu coach in the gym with us, or we're in the corner of the fight, and they're you're in the in a position where they're where they're fighting for position on the ground, you know, I I I'll always let the, the the grappling guy you know come to play. But it does help when I like with Michael Bisping, I was always the only voice really in the corner because I knew him so well. I was pretty much the only one there when he would, when he was sparring, and in sparring is it was it was a, obviously a humongous part of our our training, but. I just knew Mike. And with Mike, we hardly ever went to the ground. You know what I mean? He had great takedown defense. You know, besides like, like, someone like uh, Tim Kennedy or something that, you know, laid and preyed on him. But, yes, I I, I, I could talk to the guy through, MMA sp- through the MMA sport. It, it, it does help when I get to know him a lot better. And,
4: and how do these athletes, these fighters, get to work with you? Are they reaching specifically out for you? Because I know you were tight with BJ. You knew BJ, I believe, beforehand. Yeah. And yep. that's how you kind of cool yep. move. And, and,
5: and, and, and Pat, the, the founder of RVCA, the, where I'm at this whole headquarters of the founder of this place, always sponsored BJ, he sponsored BJ, uh, uh, Vitor Belford. Like yeah. guys that were good jujitsu guys that did MMA. He was, cause he's always been a, you know, he's, he's a black belt. He's been, you know, he's loves jujitsu as well. And, um, and, uh, yeah, so B, yeah, that's how my might connect with BJ. And then since then, yeah, they've reached out to me. Bisbee's reached out to me, you know, RDA, you know, Cyborg, Tito. Fogger. Tito, I've known since we were kids, since we are fucking young. You know, since before Tito even fought, I'd known Tito. Uh, but, You're from Huntington Beach, no? He's in Huntington Beach, yeah. No, he's where did you, you grow up? I'm in, I'm in, I grew up in the city of Orange, actually. I I, I, I spend most of my time down here in Costa Mesa, Newport Beach, but I'm, I, I, I'm in the neighbor city. His city's one city over. Huntington's one city over from where I'm at. I'm, I'm oh, you know, amazing. I'm in Newport. Newport uh, for the most part. I was born in New York. So I'm from New York. I moved out when I was like six, seven. I moved out to Orange County.
3: Why? Why did you move? Families? Uh, your father work or?
5: My father. Yeah, my father got a job out here with Beckman Instruments or whatever. He got he got a job out here when I was a kid, and uh, yeah. We I would go back I would spend the summers until I was about thirteen in New York. But it was upstate New York, so I wasn't down in the city. I was upstate. But um Mackenzie Dern. How did oh, she okay, end up like you? Mackenzie? like Mackenzie Dern reached out to me. She actually okay. reached out to BJ and reached out to Pat. Pat, the founder of Ruka, called me up and said, Hey, you know, a friend of my you know, friend of mine had, you know, Mackenzie Dern called me up and asked if you'd be willing to train her or whatever. And awesome. I said, Yeah, you know. I didn't there's BJ calling me right now.
4: Oh, make sure you tell him i said hello
5: after i will i will you know but um yeah i uh i will definitely tell him you said hello i definitely he, he loves you matt yeah, um I miss bj but yeah she reached out to me and it, 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 i'll be honest with you i wasn't looking forward to t- uh yeah i don't know how to say this so I'll say, people say people taking on someone to- new or? <laughs> yeah take on someone, well also you know girls tend to be a little bit more emotional guys are emotional that's why these guys are emotional. When you take on a guy, see, when I go take on, I feel like I'm, you're starting a relationship. I don't just like, see, that's the thing is, it's not, it's not having a, a public gym. It's not like I have classes, so I'm generating money through classes. So the more the mirror, everybody can come and throw enough shit up against the wall, well, hopefully something sticks. You know, when, when I, when I start developing a relationship, I, the, the, I'm looking at this could be a 10 year relationship, you know, business right. being out 10 years. Tito, you know, all these guys. Yeah. BJ, I'm still. BG's not fighting, but I do feel like we're, I'm coaching him sometimes. You know, we talk all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like, you know, there's I want to have a connection with the athlete. I want to know that that our personalities really click. I think that will get more out of them. I think they'll get more out of me. You know, I just think that it just makes it a, a, a better relationship, you know.
4: Any people you turn away? Did you ever say, you know what? You don't have to name names. Did you ever start working with a guy and go, you know what? You might be going places, but i don't this ain't gonna work you ever have yes. that kind of attitude or
5: yes all the time but i I, and I don't even say it i just let it organically happen now see it or it, it either organically comes together or organically fucking uh, uh, just uh, walks drifts apart yeah yeah i feel you know, that, and that's how i like to make it because i don't want it. it's such a it, it's, it's such a subculture world god he doesn't stop come on bj give me a minute buddy <laughs> <laughs> jesus what? christ um but um you know what I mean? It's it's just easier that way. That I don't because I it's like if, if I don't, if I end up not working, I just let it naturally fucking walk away. Yeah, we're gonna run into each other again. and Just you know, it's all good. Shake hands, hug. Hey, all right, good to see you. Right on. It's nothing personal. Some people come trade with me, and I can tell they're like, you know what? I'm not really vibing with that guy, and I'm gonna go look for something else. I don't take it personal. God bless you. That's what do you?
3: yeah what will make you feel that way about a fighter like what what is something is, is it a certain personality type or is it a guy that because there are all the guys are pretty i'm sure motivated what is it that will tell you this is probably not going to work
5: it's mostly personality i think it really is it's mostly personality and i can tell by a personality sometimes whether they're even gonna i mean every the skill set especially when you get to this level you know all the skill sets are, are are pretty close you know what i mean so guys are you know Obviously, you're trying to develop the best you know skill set you can, but I don't know. Some guys, you get just 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 their personalities, eh, and, and, and their sense of intelligence as well. Because, like, for me, if for me, the way guys talk, sometimes you can tell how far they're going to make it, you know, yeah. or even if they want to make it. You know what I mean? Like, you get a kid like Cheeto Vera, you know, this kid wants to fucking make it. Oh, you know, shit. This is a kid man. that moved out from fucking Ecuador. He's got three kids. He's still in his fucking 20s with three fucking kids. You so know what mature, I So, mean? no? Jason? How much? He's so mature for his age, don't you think? 100%, but that's why he's... But, but it, 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 and that's, and I think that's an intelligent thing, too. And I, and I listen to him. I listen to the way he talks. I listen to the way he, he studies this sport. I, 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 I see his attitude and how he takes on everything he's doing. I can tell this is a kid that's got all the ability in the world to be a champion. And that's a guy that I want to work with. You know, because I, and I like him, too. I like his personality. I can, go, I can go have a beer with him. You know what and I mean? Guy. I want to be able to go have a beer with my fucking fighter. You know what I mean? Or if he doesn't drink, that's why I, I want to at least be able to fucking sit down and have lunch and not be yeah. fucking dying to get out of there. You know what True. I mean? I don't want that relationship. You know, I don't want that relationship with anybody. I'm too fucking old for that shit. Yeah, you know now he, yeah. No, he's a pleasure. And, that the guy. Mo- and the money's not worth it. It's not like fucking coaches are fucking driving Ferraris around here. You know, maybe they you. are if they're running their business. You know, if, if I was smart it was a businessman, I would be in a fucking public gym, pumping out fucking memberships all fucking day yeah. long. Fucking, you know, but I, unfortunately I've, 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 I've dedicated myself to fucking, to the fucking to the fighters. <laughs> well, I'll
4: tell you right now, you might be taking the better route <laughs> with the no gyms you be
3: pumping out a lot of anything right
4: now. Right. Well, so, dude, yeah, that's true. You
5: know.
3: <laughs> what do you think of uh you got you know your Tyson and Roy Jones Jr fighting and I, I know a uh, guys at that age. But uh, what do you what do you think of that? Is is it interesting to you or is it something that you feel is uh that you don't care about? What do, what do you think is the uh, Yeah, you know, I don't think about
5: thing? it much. As a matter of fact, you matter of fact, you saying it right now. I I forgot all about it. To be I mean, obviously i hear about it you see it all the time yeah and and um i forgot about just and those were two fighters that i would love to see i mean fuck i love watching roy jones i love my obviously everybody loves mike tyson you know when you know back in the eight, 90s 80s and 90s but um i don't know you know i i you're you're, you're looking at two guys that are uh, that are not shells of themselves but just definitely not the same dude you, you see tyson hitting those hand pads and he looks like a you know he looks ferocious and you see I, i've watched some of roy jones uh hand yeah, pad work as well. I mean, you, look, you know, he looks good. They look good. They're, they're great, they're tremendous athletes. They're world, cha- they're world champions. Both of them are world champions. It's just, it doesn't, hit very, I mean, their 50s is, I don't know how interesting it's gonna be. Now, I'll watch it, it's not like I yeah. won't watch it. You know, how could I not? Hmm. Right. You know, but I don't know. I don't know what to think, God bless them. I hope yeah. they fucking make a bunch Jesus. of money and I hope they, yeah. I hope they get out without, or without hurting each other. You know yeah. what I mean? And they make some dough, that's that. God bless them, those guys are Fuck pillars man. of the sport. They're fucking legends, you know. I I I hope the best for them.
4: Well, you're making legends, my friend. Yeah, you are. You're a such a great trainer, dude. Always love seeing you when I see yeah. you. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll meet up again soon, brother. Or else, after your uh, I hope so. Your next guy or girl fights, get back on here and bullshit with us again, Jay.
5: One hundred percent. I appreciate, it, guys. Thanks
3: for having me on, man. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Jason. Bye. Always good talking to you, man. Take care. All right. Cheers, guys.
4: All right, Jimmy Jimmy
3: yes love your buddy what a fun time that was a great show and uh, I, I'm sorry I had to run out and pee for anyone we just took a break I almost wet my pants that, that so, would have been um, even that would have ended greatly if you <laughs> if you did but, yeah uh, all right on the, do- the background the background I'm very happy you get the background. oh yeah
4: listen to me I like this already I yeah. do. Thank you to uh, your I, wife.
3: More, more than you, than your wife. Cause she's actually the one that made that happen. She hooked it up. Uh, you know you She, know she
4: wasn't here. I couldn't even get on the zoom. You realize that <laughs> Jimmy. All right, Jimmy, listen, man, I'll bullshit with you in a couple of days. All right, buddy. I'll see you soon, Matt. My man. Bye, Later, bye, brother. Bye.
2: For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work
5: than a Mike's hard lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.